And it's, it's, it's part of the good news of the gospel. The, the good news about Jesus is the peace that he gives us and the rest that he wants to give us. And, you know, the amazing thing about that is we don't need to be burdened down. We don't need to be uh, overwhelmed or overcome with anxiety and stress and turmoil, um, it's, which is just so common in our, in our world today. You know, when we talk about peace, we think about it, it's, it's such an elusive commodity in today's world. You know, and there are a lot of people that, that struggle with this and they, and they wonder, you know, will I, ever, will I really ever have peace in my, in my life? They look around and they see the world in such turmoil. There's conflict everywhere. There's contention. Then they look at their own life and they say, well, maybe in, maybe in family, maybe this is your scenario today. Maybe in family, maybe in a workplace, maybe in other relationships. There doesn't seem to be a lot of peace. But I want to say to you this morning, friends, that God is very serious about peace and he's promised to give you his peace. He's promised to bring his peace into our lives. In fact, in the Bible, there are more than 400 references to peace. And many of them are promises because God wants to bring his peace into your life today. What does that look like and how do I achieve that today? Well, before we get into it, there's, uh, I just want to share about uh, some different types of peace. You know, there's like a natural peace that means you could define that as, well, the absence of conflict in, in your life. You know, maybe being in a nice, nice peaceful place or whatever. It made me think about, you know, when I was in, in high school, um, I think grade nine or ten, we lived on a property uh, out, out west, uh, west of Chinchilla anyway, and a fairly big um, three and a half thousand acre property. And, and uh, I'd come home on the school bus in the afternoon. It was always hot in, in the summertime, hot. And, and I'd just go and make myself a big, a big uh, mug of... Um, uh, cordial, you know, with ice, full of ice blocks, and I'd go and sit out on the, on the back veranda and read a book, you know, and um, I'd just stay there for an hour or for a long time, it seemed, and, and it was like a happy place. It was, it was like I made, it was my own little world. It was a, a quiet place, and there was, no, there was no turmoil, there was no contention. It was just a quiet place. That's a, but that's a natural kind of peace, and, you know, it's not hard to achieve that, that kind of thing. Then there's a supernatural peace, which is God's peace. And um, I'm going to read to you from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Then you will experience, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So it's saying God's actual peace. Now, I used to think that this meant uh, you'll experience God's peace, that it used to, I used to think it meant the peace that God gives you. It's much more than that, friends. This is God's, the peace that God has himself. That's what it's actually talking about. And we're going to come to this in a few minutes. The peace that God has, you'll experience God's kind of peace his actual peace then there's then of course there's the artificial peace which is basically comes from 
just blocking and this is the world's idea of peace blocking out masking the pain masking what's going on in our life and we'll come to that also a bit later on but i want to mainly focus on today the supernatural peace of god the peace of god and let's read from john 14 verse 27 and it says this peace i leave with you jesus says my peace i give to you i do not give you as the world gives don't let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid now the interesting thing about this is that you know jesus would have been speaking in hebrew to his disciples the new testament is written in, in greek and aramaic but but he was speaking in hebrew to his disciples and the hebrew word for peace is shalom you've heard that word it's like a uh, a hebrew greeting and it means much more than peace it actually means uh, welfare health prosperity peace a state of uncontrolled undisturbed well-being it's an all-encompassing word so when someone greets someone else on the street and says shalom brother or sister shalom what they're saying is i want you to have an absolute you know a state of well-being and peace and prosperity and goodness flowing in your life i want you to be in good health and welfare everything about your life to be well that's what they're saying when they say shalom now, when Jesus says this, this is, the, this is the really interesting part as we come to this. Jesus is spending the last hours with his disciples. This is about an hour or two. It's, it's, maybe it's about a day before he goes to the cross. But um, the weight of what was about to happen, and he fully knew in advance what was, what was happening, the weight of that was coming on him right now. In a short while, just after this, he would be in the garden praying, with his, praying to the Father and saying, Father, if it's possible, let this pass from me. But I, I know it's, it can't. It's something I've got to go through. And so intense was that, that, that blood was coming out of his sweat glands. It's actually a medical condition that's recognized. Under extreme stress, people can experience that, where your, the capillaries in your, your sweat glands actually break down. And Jesus said, in that moment, Jesus said to his closest followers, he said, my shalom, my, my what, I, what I'm experiencing, my, what's deep in my heart, I'm giving to you. I'm giving you my shalom right now. Friends, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big statement. Would you agree? It's a very big statement for Jesus to say that right there at that moment. So what kind of peace did Jesus have in his heart? Well, well I think it was the peace that enabled him to, to, to sleep in the back of a boat when the boat was heaving up and down on the waves, taking in water, about to be sunk, and the waves are crashing around them and crashing all over them. He knew that his life was safe in the Father's hands. It's the kind of peace that when he was coming down the mountain with his disciples and, and uh, he's surprised, almost confronted by a man who was a leper. And I, I don't know, I'd like to imagine that this leper kind of jumped out from a rock. He'd been waiting and watching for Jesus to come down the mountain. And he said, Master, if you, if you want to, you can heal me of my leprosy. And Jesus said, I want to. And he reached out and touched him which violated every law of social distancing that ever existed. 
You don't touch lepers, right? And Jesus said, and it says immediately, immediately he was healed. Immediately his leprosy left. And Jesus said, don't tell anyone, but go straight to the priest and let him examine you and take the offering that in the law of Moses it talks about. And said, this will be a a public testimony that you have been cleansed. You know, I I want to say, friends, Jesus lived every day in the peace of God. He knew the Old Testament. He knew the Father's promise where, where God says in Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You'll keep him in perfect peace. And, and I, friend, that peace is for us today. That peace is for you and I. The reason is because, you know, when, when John says this in, in 1 John chapter 4, He said, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Another translation says, love has been brought to its full expression in us. So that's on the screen. If you can see it now. So that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment, because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Now, you know, it would be pretty cool if, if we had the idea and we understood that because Christ is in me and I am in him, the Bible says, if you are in Christ, then, you know, if, if we were just saying, well, all that Jesus was when he was on earth, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't you agree? It's actually not saying that. If you look at the original language and the, the, the tense of the verbs in this, it's actually saying, all that Jesus is now, so are we in this world. We're not like Jesus was, but because of his grace, we are like he is now, pure and holy, seated in heaven, glorified with him. You are, the Bible says, seated in heavenly places with him right now. As Jesus is right now, so are we in this world. That's incredible. That, that's amazing. Friend, this is more than a state of mind. It's an, it's an inheritance for us today, for you and I. And he asks us this morning, will you take up your inheritance? I'm talking about having God's peace in your heart today. Will you take up that inheritance? You know, in, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, Jesus is on his way to an important appointment. As he's moving along through the crowd, there's a crowd milling all around. And and a woman, it says, who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Now, many of you know what that would be like. A very incredibly debilitating. And so in Mark chapter 5, verse 26, it says, She'd suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. And it says that she came up behind in the crowd and just touched the edge of his garment because she said to herself, if only I can touch the the fringe of his garment, I'll be made whole, I'll be healed. And Jesus turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me, who touched me? And the disciples said, Master, you know, the crowd is pressing in on you. You're being squeezed by all these people, and you say, who touched you? And Jesus said, no, someone touched me, for I felt virtue. Go out of me. 
And it says in verse 30, he realized at once that healing power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my robe? And eventually the woman came forward and said, yes, it was me. It was me. And Jesus said these amazing words to her. You know, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, now most translations, most English translations say, go in peace. But when you look at the original language, the Greek, it says, go into peace. What Jesus was saying, and it's a specific word, go into peace. What he was saying to this woman is not just a farewell. Uh, well, well, now that you've been healed, you know, bye-bye, see you later. He wasn't saying that. He was saying, I want you to step into another state right now. Step into a state of peace, the realm of peace. Because, friend, there's a place of peace that you can have. There's a place that God wants us to live in. There's a realm of peace, and he invites you today, and he's saying, will you step into that place of peace today? And I say, no matter what you're going through, you know, if it's a financial struggle or if it's a, if it's a family problem or if it's some other issue, some health issue right now that you're facing, I just believe that God wants us to step into his peace Step into his peace. What we're talking about this morning is, is not the world's kind of peace. That's the artificial kind that I mentioned before. The world has got its version of, of what peace is really like. You know, there's, there's a, a never-ending list of uh, tranquilizers and, and medications. There's a plethora of these things that you can be prescribed. And I'm not saying that you should never take any medications. I'm not saying if you've got medications there, for some reason, go, and, go home and pour it down the sink. I'm not, not saying that. Okay. In fact... I am definitely not saying that. <laughs> However, uh, you know, there's so many other th methods that people have. Like, you know, I'm going to mention some things now. And if you, if you um, uh, use some of these methods, I'm not having to go at anybody, okay? You know, like uh, we have aromatherapy. We have yoga. We have alcohol. <laughs> we have all kinds of things that people resort to to try and bring peace and try and mask the issues in their life. But here's the problem, friends. What happens when those things wear off? We just go back to what we were before. And maybe there's a place for aromatherapy or, or relaxation. But I want to tell you, friends, God's peace, His supernatural peace, and Jesus said, my peace I'm giving you. When, we, when you have God's peace in your heart, it never wears off because it's supernatural. It's just there. It doesn't depend on any external factors, and his peace is lasting in your life. This peace is a gift from God. It's a gift from him. I, um, I've been talking a little bit about birds lately. We've been doing a bit of bird watching from our, in our backyard. And, and uh, look, uh, who here hasn't got minor birds in their back? You know, most of us have got minor. You don't? You guys are out of town, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to visit our... No, no, no. Uh, look, I'm not a great fan of minor... You know, they are an introduced species and, you know... Uh, one thing about minor birds, they believe that they are the top of the animal kingdom, right? Yeah, who's been swooped by a minor? They swoop you. you know? They think they are... On, anyway, but... And at the back of our place, there's a big, big jacaranda tree. And out on, right on the very end of one of the branches, there's a, there's a nest being built there, which is 
a minor bird's nest. And, um, and we've been watching them build this nest and the, and the baby minor birds have now flown the coop, so to speak. But, but a few weeks ago, um, there's a lot of wind. And I'm telling you, this is on a branch about mm, a couple of millimetres branch out the end of this. And that thing was going up and down and all over the place back. And it was just incredible. You know, how was, wasn't it, Del? It was just amazing. And, and, the, and the baby minor birds are in there and they're just floating around and they're just all over the place. You know, what does the Bible say, though? Not, not floating out of, floating, they're just in the nest, you know. You know, and they're secure in there. And what does the Bible say about this? It says, God takes care of them. He takes care of them. But guess what? He cares a lot more about you. He does. You're more valuable than any of those birds. You're more valuable. God watches over them. That's a gift in them. I don't know how much they appreciate or understand, but it's a gift. It's a gift for them, and it's a gift for you today. He takes care of us. You know, the majority of letters to the churches in the New Testament begin with this encouragement. Uh, and they, often they say, grace and peace to you from God the Father. And I just noticed this recently as I was reading through, just, just checking out, you know, grace and peace to you from God the Father. What it's really saying is that, that grace and peace are connected. And when we start to understand and receive God's grace, this peace that comes with the word grace and gift are almost identical in the Bible. And so peace is a gift from God. God's peace is a gift. The gift of God to us is actually Jesus. And I love this verse also in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, For he himself is our peace. Jesus, he is our peace. Jesus is your peace. And I say to you this morning, friends, get more of Jesus and you'll be getting more of God's peace. So I think, you know, often we might pray and we say, you know, God, I just need some peace. Will you, can you give me some peace? Actually, it's better to pray, God, give me more of Jesus. Give me more of him. You will have, I, I guarantee you will have more peace. You will have a lot more peace. Here's the point. I'm really coming to my key point here, friends, and that is that when God gives a gift to you, His gifts pour into your life. They're in your spirit, the deepest, innermost part of you. Every gift of God is in your spirit today, in the innermost part. And, and I'll, I'll, I say, friends, this morning, you already have His peace. If you are in Christ, this is a message to people who are followers of Jesus today, really. If Jesus is in your heart, you already have His peace in you right now, right now. But you know what? Sometimes we fail to experience that. We fail to see the full benefit of that because we allow the cares of this life, we allow the, the things we see around us to block it out so it's kind of stuck on the inside and it doesn't filter out to our emotions and our heart and our mind and our thinking. You know, that's exactly the reason why Jesus said to his disciples, I'm giving you my peace right now. I'm giving it to you. It's a special kind of peace. It's not the world's peace. I'm giving it to you. But don't let your heart be troubled, and nor let it be dismayed. In other words, what I'm giving you is a gift, but if you, if you don't control those uh, emotions in your life and troubles, you won't ever see the benefit of that peace. So oh, what I'm saying to your friends is this. You already have God's peace in your heart. But it's up to us where he says, don't let your heart be troubled. 
You know, that's an imperative. Actually, if you read that in the original language, it's actually those who study, like I'm not a Greek scholar, but, but it's actually an imperative. It's a command. When Jesus said, I'm giving you my peace right now, and then he said, but do not be troubled. That's a, a command. That's, he's actually commanding people. Do not be troubled or dismayed. In other words, it, don't let the peace I'm giving you be blocked from having its full effect and benefit in your life. So friends, I just think we just need to take hold of this this morning and realize don't let cares and troubles of this life block the peace of God from flowing in your life. You know, there's a great verse in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. And it says this, um, Isaiah the prophet, he's saying, Oh, that you had listened to my commands, then you would have peace flowing like a gentle river you would have peace flowing like a river in your life. And, you know, the, the great thing about that is that this is uh, Isaiah speaking, I think, about 500 years before Jesus came. We're living in the New Testament under the New Covenant era when, guess what? The blessing that God wants to pour in your life is because of Jesus' obedience. Because he obeyed the Father in everything, in every point. And when we come to him, when we are in Christ, you are blessed not because you are perfect. God does not bless you. He does not give you his peace. He does not pour his gifts into your life because you do everything right, because you cross the T's and dot the I's. He says it's because of the obedience of Jesus, because you are in Christ. You are in Christ. And so, that's verse of Scripture that says, Oh, that you had listened to my commands. You know, Jesus obeyed every command of the Father. So, his peace should be flowing like a gentle river in our life. And I just ask you this morning, just to open your heart today right now, and, and let his peace flow in your life. Let it flow like a river right now. And, and I just ask this morning, can we have our creative team to come back right now? But I, I want to ask you, do you have that kind of peace today? Do you have his peace flowing like a gentle river in your life? You know, the first thing before we can experience God's peace, the peace of God, is that we first need to have peace with God. And that's why, you know, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome and he said, because you are in Christ, the amazing thing is that we are declared right with God through faith in Jesus. And he said, because of that, Romans 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore, we've, since we've been made right with God through faith in Jesus, we have peace with God. That's the starting point, isn't it? Having peace with God. If you've got peace with God, meaning there's nothing between you and God, then you can start to experience and receive the peace of God, God's supernatural peace flowing in your life because of what Jesus has done for us. Why don't we close our eyes for a moment? I want to pray. And uh, hallelujah. Lord, I want to bless every person here right now with an increased measure of your peace. And I'm asking right now, Lord God, that every person here will receive your peace flowing into their heart, flowing into their life. That turmoils and strife and stress and anxiety will be dispelled 
as we set our heart upon you, as we set our peace. You said you would keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is set, who's fixed on you. And I pray, Lord, right now, every person here today will receive the peace of God and will know that they have peace with God as well. Hallelujah. Just while your eyes are closed and every head is bowed.